Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Faithful preaching of the Word of God, accompanied by the power of the Spirit of God, brings everyone under the hearing of God into major account before God because God is in it. We all want to hear what we want to hear. We don't necessarily want to hear what we need to hear. And that is what we see going on, not only in Isaiah chapter 30, verses 8 through 15, but 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 4. It's called itching ears. And sadly, that is what most people long for, having their ears itched. But the fact is, the itching ear is really quite sick and in need of the truth. And that's what we focus on here today as we begin our look at 2 Timothy chapter 4 and Isaiah chapter 30. Here's Pastor Jessica Stan from Grace Bible Church in Hayward with today's broadcast of Way of Grace. If you will, turn back in your Bibles to Isaiah 30 and hold your hand in Isaiah 30 as well as first, 2 Timothy chapter 4. And we will be holding in tandem these two complementary twins, twins, I say, because if you have the capacity to hear the Word of God, what you know is that there is nothing new under the sun. That's if you have the capacity to hear the Word of God and God has taught you how this world works, you know there's nothing new under the sun. You know that that which has been is. And that which is to be has already been, saith the Lord. So often what God does for us in his word, the document you hold in your hand, the word of God, a copy of it thereof, is to show us how that behavior patterns that take place in our time have already taken place in time past. And the reason why I want us to grasp the connection between Isaiah 30 in 2 Timothy chapter 4 is because my concern is about the hearing ear. Whether or not we have one. Now we have finished up a series uh, in the book of uh, Psalms 23 around the work of the shepherd, right? And we have clearly affirmed that God's people are largely called what? Sheep. And we have clearly laid out that a sheep follows his shepherd. Is that right? Um, but the problem is, in order to follow the shepherd, you actually have to be able to hear. You have to be able to hear, my sheep what? Hear my voice and they follow me. And, and, and what the Apostle Paul wants to call our attention to today is a season, an epic, a period in time, um, an epoch that would occur 
that not only occurred in the days in which he spoke to young Timothy, the mentor under him, but it had occurred in Israel some 750 years earlier where Isaiah is given to us under inspiration of God, some very clear words, ominous words about a time when the so-called people of God not only could not hear God, but they would not hear God. Now here's my proposition to you as we begin to work through our text today. If you really can hear God, and a lot of people say they can, but I have my concerns. If you really can hear God, you have been blessed. If you really can hear God, you can be blessed. Now, this is the only way you know you can hear God. When your ears are fully open to all that God has said. Anything less than that is a problem. So our subject today is very clearly laid out in the whole concept of what I'm doing in my particular sermons is honoring the hearing ear. That's my subject and my text and topic has to do with the ear that does not hear of which Paul says in 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 3 that they have itchy ears. Now, that's not a term you hear much today, but I want to unpack that for us a little bit today to help you realize that maybe you are an itchy ear hearer. That what you actually think is hearing from God is not hearing God at all, but rather hearing what you want to hear versus hearing what God wants you to hear. Now, I want to lay a foundation today. I'm not going to finish today because I want to unpack a number of things that will lead up to the itchy ear, and we'll come back and unpack it more fully later. But here's what I would say to you. If you have ears to hear what God has to say to you, you are highly, highly favored of God. The Apostle Paul is on the brink of dying. And I thought about this, how amazing it is that a man who has finished his course, has run his race, and has told Timothy that he has what? Kept the faith. In his last words to a young man to whom he has been eyewitness of God calling that young man, qualifying that young man, and then sending that young man out to preach. The last words of the Apostle Paul before he has his head cut off to Timothy, has everything to do with Paul's concern that the gospel continue to be preached whether people hear it or not. How serious is the preaching of the Word of God? What we're dealing with, ladies and gentlemen, is a real problem in our day as it was in the Apostles' day. And that is what I call in point number one, the tyranny request for unfaithful preaching. The tyrannical request for unfaithful preaching. You know what tyranny is? When a tyrant has control of your life and presses in on your life and forces you to do what they want you to do against your will, that's called tyranny. 
And there is a tyranny that happens in our world and in our culture and in our churches, watch this now, where the people are the ones who dictate what they hear. Now, I, I want you to grasp because I'm going to lay it out real slowly today because I want you to see the big picture, and I'm praying that God brings it home to your heart and mind because I really want you now to be able to walk out of this door knowing whether or not we come to tell God what we want to hear or whether or not we come to hear from God. Those are the only two kind of people in the world. The tyranny and tyrannical request of unfaithful preaching is our subject. And really what it is, is preachers for want of an audience or need of applause or greedy for notice become slaves of the opinions of men. And in their slavish opinion of men, they shape their messages to meet the unspiritual needs of immature, ignorant, unlearned, and unregenerate men and women. They shape their messages to meet the needs of the audience rather than allowing God's word to deal with the concerns that God has with the people's needs. The preaching largely today is around what you want. Can I get a witness? And this is really an important factor for you to discern because do you go to church because you like it? Do you go to church because you like how he preaches or how they preaches? May I say quickly, that means nothing. Whether or not you like it or not is not the issue. The issue must be, is he telling the truth? Is he telling the truth? See, and if that is not the primacy of your motive of heart, you are an itchy-eared hearer. Do you know you can be an itchy-eared hearer for sound doctrine to where you become a kind of fetish theologian or fetish hearer of doctrinarian concepts and ideas and, and you go because you like hearing that? It still doesn't matter because you see the reason for which we come is to hear from God. Are y'all hearing me? Watch this now. Here's one reason you want to know that you hear from God. Are y'all ready? Here's one reason that you want to know that you hear from God. Because you want God to hear from you. Here's one reason you want to hear from God. Because God promises that the person that hears him, he will hear them. And he has laid out in his word over and over and over again. If you do not hear me, I will not hear you. If there's one reason for you to listen to God, it's so that God can listen to you. And ladies and gentlemen, we get in trouble all the time. I don't know about you. I need God to hear me. I need God to come through when I'm in trouble. I need God to come through when I'm in a bind, I'm in a conflict, I'm in a struggle. God, I need you to hear me. Well, God says, I need you to hear me. I need you to hear me. But an awful thing has occurred in the days of Isaiah. 750 years before Timothy and Paul, and no doubt 2,000 years plus to our day, the same thing is going on. Hear how 
Isaiah describes it. I'm going to unpack this a little bit for you, and then we're going to touch on our text in 2 Timothy so that we can grasp the importance of it. Isaiah says in Isaiah chapter 30, these words in verse 10, verse 10, are you there? Uh, I'm going to start back at verse 8. Now go and write it before them in a table or tablet and note it in a book that it may be for the time to come continually and forever. God tells Isaiah to write it down. That's one of the jobs of the Old Testament prophet, to hear from God and then to write down what God said in order that people may what? Read it. Now here it is, that this is a what kind of people? Rebellious people. What kind of people? Lying children. Children that will not hear the law of the Lord. Y'all see that? Now God's talking about his own people who go to church every Sunday, but they don't go to hear God's word. Can you imagine that? I know you all can't imagine that. People who go to church, dress up, look like Christians, only to avoid hearing the word of God. He goes on to say in verse 10, which say to the seers, do you see this? Don't you be seeing nothing. And then they say to the prophets, do not prophesy right things unto us. And then they say, speak unto us smooth things, prophesy deceit. Do you see that? Now, here's my point. I want you to capture this. This is where the allegiance of authority has moved from God to the people, where the people dictate what they are going to hear. The prophet and the seer and the preacher now is controlled tyrannically by the people. The people tell them specifically not to teach and preach God's word. Here is what we want you to do. We want you to speak to us smooth things. Now, I need to unpack that for you because I really want you to capture what they are doing. But before we do, I want you to see the impact of the tyrannical request for unfaithful preaching, the impact of it, what it does to a congregation that professes to know the Lord. When men and women wake up in the morning going to hear what they want to hear instead of hearing what God wants to hear, watch how God responds. Look at verse 11. Verse 11 says, get you out of the way. They're still telling them how to preach. Get out of the way. Do not be in the way of the gospel. Do not be in the way of the word of God. Do not be in the way of teaching and preaching Christ and him crucified. Do not be in the way of declaring the whole counsel of God because the whole counsel of God is the way. Get out of the way. It's the same as saying get out of the Bible. Get out of the word of God. Get out of expository preaching that brings men and women to bear upon what the word of God says. Do you guys see that? Get out of the word of God. That's what they're saying. Now watch this. Turn aside out of the path. Cause the Holy One to cease from before us. They know that faithful preaching of the word of God accompanied by the power of the Spirit of God, brings everyone under the hearing of God into major account before God because God is in it. They know that when the Word of God is preached, they are made to be accountable before the God of the Word. And they don't want that. They don't come to church to be apprehended by God. They come to church to play church. 
They don't come to church to hear from God, for to hear from God now is to be obligated to respond to what you hear. Now, will you see what they say? Cause the Holy One to cease from among us. Do you see it? Let me give you the stages by which that's done. The way it's done is that when the preacher now becomes controlled by the opinions of men, when the preacher wakes up sticking his finger in the air, licking his finger like the proverbial politician to say to see which way the proverbial winds blow, the opinions of men, and then shape and craft a message to meet the felt needs of the people. Watch this now. Christ departs from the preaching. The Spirit of God leaves the preaching. And then the Spirit of God leaves the preacher. And then the Spirit of God leaves the people. And finally, the Spirit of God leaves the church. If you know your Bible, we have already dealt with this in the book of Ezekiel, chapters 1 through 10. Remember? With the cherubim, with those four living creatures who existed on God's throne in the Holy of Holies and the Ark of the Covenant between the cherubim where God's authority was, how that the Spirit of God moved from the Holy of Holies to the threshold and then finally from the threshold to the corner of the temple and then finally in Ezekiel 11, Ezekiel said, I saw the Spirit of God leave the temple and go to the mountain and he made it very plain that God had left Israel. Now they were all still doing church but God was gone. This is exactly the outcome of Isaiah chapter 30, verse 11. Now, why do you and I want to take that historical narrative and work it through? Because Paul said there's a time coming just like that, Timothy. A time coming just like that, Timothy, where men and women will not want to hear your word. Are you guys with me? This is exactly what Paul is saying. Now, turn with me in your Bible to 2 Timothy so I can begin to work through it. There is some interesting language here in Isaiah around this under our first point, and we'll deal with that in a moment. But I want to call your attention to an imperative, a, a warning, a solemn warning that Paul lays out to Timothy under our first and second points. And then we'll come back and unpack Isaiah a little bit more before we deal with the implications of what's happening in this season that Timothy warns us about. In 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 1, Paul says, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who shall judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Do you see that? Now, if you look carefully at verse 1 of chapter 4, we have a problem because it appears like Paul is starting a new conversation, but he is not. He's actually concluding a conversation that started in chapter 1 of 1 Timothy. He's actually concluding his whole discourse from Timothy, 1 Timothy through 2 Timothy on down to the last words. Now, what has Paul said to Timothy from chapter 1 of 1 Timothy all the way through chapters 4 of 2 Timothy. Are you ready? Timothy, make sure that you do not neglect the gift of prophecy that was given to you in the laying on of hands. See, Paul had long ago told Timothy, preach the word. And as Timothy was going about preaching the word, guess what Timothy found out? He had a slew of colleagues in the ministry who had turned from the faith. 
And Paul is writing and laying out for Timothy systematically, item by item, every kind of heretical, aberrant, false teaching and false teacher that any faithful teacher would come across. Paul says, Timothy, avoid the legalist. Timothy, avoid the whoremongering preacher. Timothy, avoid the preacher that is greedy for money. Timothy, avoid the mystics. Timothy, avoid the babblers. Timothy, avoid those men who think gain is godliness. In other words, Paul covered the whole list of all of the clowns that call themselves preachers that you hear today. He covered the whole list. He told Timothy, have nothing to do with them. Avoid them like the plague because their words eat like gangrene. They are cancerous to the body of Christ. And don't you be identified with them. Have nothing to do with these wicked men. He said it over and over and over and over. And bless Paul the aged. Bless that old man because he knew that Timothy had become weary that Timothy had become burdened with looking around and seeing the popularity and the success and the explosion of ministry by these wicked crooks. And he had also become weary of what comes along with faithful gospel preaching. Do you know what that is? The people of God despising it. He had gotten weary with preaching Christ and then finding himself being the brought up scorn and ridicule. But that is exactly what Ezekiel went through, and Jeremiah, and Isaiah, and Amos. They all were chopped down. Ezekiel 3. Ezekiel, hear what the rebellious people say. They hear your words, but they will not do them. Do not be afraid of their faces. Ladies and gentlemen, this is where we are in our text. And Paul, out of his love for Timothy, wants to strengthen Timothy, encourage Timothy, build Timothy up, and help Timothy to understand. Listen, brother, this is what he said. When you find yourself with the winds against you, having experienced the winds on your back, because you see there is what is called in our text a seasonable time where men and women hear the word of God. And then an unseasonable time where men and women do not hear the word of God. Now, Timothy had experienced a bit of the seasonal time. It is a wonderful thing when you are used by God to preach the word and men and women come to a saving knowledge of Christ. When they are really born again, when they are really rooted and grounded in Christ, when they really grow... I mean, really grow. It is a wonderful thing with a pastor when he can baptize dozens and dozens and dozens of people every year who really come to Christ by faith and see them stay under the Word and grow under the Word and mature under the Word, and then God begin to use them. That is a wonderful season. But Paul said the other season comes too. Where in your preaching, largely what you're going to get is a bunch of goats pretending to be sheep opposing what you teach. Now, I know that's not you, but we're going to find out, aren't we? We're going to find out whether or not you and I are goat-like people versus true sheeple people. We're going to find out whether or not we pretend to hear from God and in reality despise everything that God says because we have no heart to do it, or whether or not we are really committed to the Word of God and it's power to save, sanctify, and put us into a service. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? This is what we're getting ready to find out. And so what, what Timothy is told by Paul is simply this. Preach the Word of God for two reasons. Are y'all ready? Two concrete motives for making sure 
that he does not become a politician and stick his head in the air and say, what should I preach? Two reasons, the presence of the Lord and the coming of the Lord. Two reasons for which I am committed to faithful preaching. Are y'all ready? God is here. And I don't say that to make our church a marked place by which we know God is here. Every church talks about God being there. I say that God is here because God is anywhere where men and women really call upon the name of the Lord. Where the ministry of the word is really taught and propounded in humility and earnestness, God is there. That'll conclude our time today here on Way of Grace with Pastor Jesse Gastan, the ministry of Grace Bible Church here in Hayward. We thank you for spending time with us. Trust that as you do walk through God's Word with us, you're growing in grace, growing in your relationship with Christ and your love and adoration to Him. As we conclude our time together today, we would like to remind you that if today's broadcast was impact to you, maybe it really blessed you, or maybe you've got a question or two that to listen to this program again would help out. Well, we have CDs available when you call or write to us, or if you wish, simply stop by our website and download the audio file from the website. Our web address is grace-bible.com. Rather simple. Again, grace-bible.com. Or contact us by phone at 510-886-9782. That's 510-886-9782. If you're writing to us, the address is 22768 Main Street. And that's here in Hayward. The zip code is 94541. Again, that's 22768. Main Street, Hayward, California, 94541 is the zip code. We ask for $5 per CD, or again, as mentioned, simply stop by our website and you can listen to the message in its entirety or download the MP3 version, grace-bible.com. One final note, we're inviting you to join us for worship. Sunday services are at 11 a.m. with Sunday school at 10 a.m. And then, of course, the Friday Bible study at 8 p.m. We'd love for you to stop by and join us for worship, especially if you're not involved in a fellowship at this time. And then, of course, the Friday Bible study. We have folks from all kinds of churches all over the Bay Area joining us at 8 p.m. It's a marvelous time of studying God's Word together as a company of believers. Again, For directions, simply go to grace-bible.com or call 510-886-9782. Thank you for joining us today, and until next time, God bless.